Hello and welcome to the Carson Daily Show and welcome to 2023. It's Thursday, um, which usually will be our day to recap some of the biggest and most important news stories of the week. But I thought since it's the first Thursday of the year, we'd instead spend the next 10 minutes or so recapping and unpacking some of the biggest moments of 2022. Um, It was truly a wild, wild year, and we will likely still be recovering uh, from some of the shit we experienced in the year ahead. So enough rambling. Here we go. One of my favorite New Year cliches is the concept of leaving shit in the year past. However, unfortunately, it's my duty to inform your booty that no matter how hard we try, some things can't be left in 2022. And I'm not just talking about the fact that we're kicking the year off in a global recession or that we're bundled the fuck up for a long and atrocious crypto winter ahead. No, I am talking about the absolute mindfuck whirlwind 12 months that brought crypto meltdowns, bankruptcies, chaos, and crime known as 2022. So where did it all go wrong? Hmm. Um, Well, let me start at the beginning. So 2022 started with a general global sense of economic uncertainty. Sound familiar? At least that's what the mainstream news headlines told us about the trad finance world. But for many of us crypto maxis, our heads stayed buried in the sand and our eyes were still glazed over with money signs because ETH, Bitcoin, and even some underdog altcoins were fucking ripping. Um, Tears of joy have since been replaced by tears of sadness, as today ETH barely holds above $1,000, Bitcoin has plummeted nearly 76% since its all-time high 14 months ago, and almost every single altcoin is down like 99%. So yeah, safe to say 2022 brought us some truly turbulent times npr even calls it the year that crypto came crashing down to earth other outlets reported that crypto's dead nfts are dead and i have to admit that there certainly were moments when the rivers of hope seemed to run dry It's possible that the first domino to fall happened in May when Terra Luna collapsed, which took with it an estimated $60 billion from the crypto ecosystem. So let's talk about this for a minute in my notes. Founded by Do Kwon, the Terra network was designed to be interoperable and programmable, meaning it could be used across chain and it was primed for developers to build on top of it. On that network lived two sister coins, UST and Luna. UST was what is called an algorithmic stablecoin, meaning it basically lurked around like a real currency without actually being backed by any fiat. Instead, it was backed by Luna. So UST backs Luna, Luna backs UST. You can see where this is going, right? Um, Maybe not. I'll keep going. A staking incentive was introduced by the Anchor Protocol, which promised a 20% yield for UST holders. And you didn't have to be a fucking genius to figure out that this was not sustainable. But this is the beauty of a Ponzi scheme. As long as some dumbass enters the Ponzi after your dumbass, you are likely to make some money off of some dumbasses. 
And there truly were a lot of dumbasses out there who believed in the dumbass proverbs I just said, because at one point, 72% of all UST was deposited into Anchor. That is, until one exceptionally brilliant dumbass investment group was probably given a little backdoor action. And two massive transactions took more than $2 billion worth of USD off of Anchor. Huge panic ensued, obviously, resulting in sell-offs, shorts, liquidation, all kinds of crap and mania until USD fell below its dollar peg. So if you don't get it this far, don't worry. Um, I don't get all of it either. But what I do know and what I do get is that a lot of people lost a lot of money. And this meltdown was, like I said, among the first domino to fall. The collapse impacted the price of Bitcoin. It catapulted Voyager and Celsius to bankruptcy. And it forced three arrows capital into liquidation. Many lunatics, aka lunamaxis, many lunatics. I don't know if I would call myself a lunatic. Um, Anyway, many lunatics, aka Luna Maxis, lost their life savings while some exited before the crash and raked it in. Insert a callback to the Ponzi proverb. Uh, Do Kwan has since shared a recovery plan, but definitely tried carefully. If it seems too good to be true, it probably is, especially when it comes to crypto. Another massive upset. And disruption to the dream this year was the fall of once-revered DeFi titan Sam Bankman-Fried and the third-largest centralized exchange he founded, FTX. At the beginning of 2022, FTX was valued at a whopping $32 billion. And now FTX, along with its various subsidies, have gone bankrupt and taken with it an estimated over a million people's money. Yes, that's right. Over a million people fear that their money has completely vanished, making it another alleged Ponzi among us. Basically, what happened was SBF raised a lot of fucking money, like a lot of fucking money. And his platform even clawed its way to mainstream relevancy with endorsements from major celebrities, with the backing and lobbying of major political campaign parties, and even a 19-year deal to have the naming rights to a Miami sports stadium. Um, clearly not all that glitters is gold. Um, and the shine certainly started to wear off, to say the least, after Coindesk published a balance sheet from Almeida, Alameda, Alameda, from Alameda Research, a crypto investment firm also run by SBF, owned by SBF, I should say, not run. The balance sheet revealed that Alameda had a massive amount of FTX's native token, FTT, and was using that token as collateral. So after some FUD and whistleblowing from Binance, everyone rushed to withdraw their funds from FTX, revealing $4 billion in misappropriations of customer funds. The story shook the nation to its core. Like, even my fucking grandma called me in a panic to ask me if my cryptos were safe. Cryptos were safe. But this was not a case of market volatility or a DeFi doom and gloom, but instead a complex narrative of deception and mismanagement. And to make things even more confusing, all of this shit was apparently going down while the FTX crew stayed zooted on Adderall, played League of Legends, and engaged in crazy nerd orgies in their bohemian mansion. So... 
heading into this new year, SBF faces a crap load of criminal charges, and the DOJ and the SEC are still grappling with the what the fuck do we do question to ensure that this doesn't happen again. Despite this being an absolutely devastating tragedy that will surely be talked about throughout history, the highly publicized collapsing of Terra Luna and FTX, I think, put pressure on lawmakers to identify crypto inroads. Accountability needs to be held when necessary to protect the promises of a decentralized digital future. And speaking of crypto regulation and accountability, one of my more favorite sets of headlines to emerge throughout 2022 has definitely been the unveiling of celebs and their various undisclosed crypto endorsements, ergo criminal activity. A recent suit actually accused the creators of famed Board Ape Yacht Club for enlisting A-list celebrities to use their influence to promote the purchasing of Yuga Labs NFTs at peak pricing. Jimmy Fallon, Gwyneth Paltrow, Justin Bieber, Madonna, Kevin Hart, Steph Curry, and many, many more are named in the accusation which puts talent manager Guy Osiri in the hot seat, claiming that Osiri was the puppeteer behind brokering these subtle and not-so-subtle endorsements. Basically, the gist of this story is that once upon a time a few months ago, all these celebrities started changing their profile pictures to Board Ape Yacht Club, or they were, you know, using their platform in other unique ways to show off their beloved ape JPEGs. Well, this social PDA alluded to the idea that these celebrities were purchasing the assets out of their own interests and with their own money. <clears throat> Clear his throat. Crickets. Personally, I believe that you have to be a special kind of stupid to believe that. To believe that these celebrities are buying these ape JPEGs with their own money out of their own interest. You have to be a special kind of stupid to believe that. But fortunately, a special kind of stupid eats, sleeps, and breathes Board Ape Yacht Club. And they bought it like emotionally they believed this was real and hashtag not an ad. <sighs> Anyways, calming down now. This suit is actually not even the only crypto case of its kind to infiltrate Hollywood. Kim Kardashian, Larry David, and Tom Brady have also all been named, accused, and even charged in similar allegations. But really, it shouldn't come to that much of a surprise, since back in August, truth and advertising consumer watchdog group Tina put over a dozen celebrities on notice for these very actions and endorsements, many of whom, spoiler alert, are actually named in this case that's just come up in this suit. Tina, put them on notice. Now they're being sued. Boom. Full circle moment, baby. These moments of market and culture capitulation in 2022 stung. In fact, they more than stung. They have scarred, but it hasn't been all bad. Uh, DAP Radar put out one big-ass industry report, which showed some exceptional and promising data for the new year, including increases in daily wallet activity, decreases in Ethereum energy usage by 99.9%, might I add, and even an increase in unique NFT traders by nearly 877%. Speaking of trading, NFT trading volume peaked in 2022, especially after the first half of the year, but then sadly, to no surprise, dropped 91% by December. Um, but still, the current weekly total of NFT trading has increased by 340% since January 2021. The data tells us that despite all the bullshit, all the tragedy, all the drama, more people 
We're still transacting and operating in a digital and decentralized fashion in 2022 than in years prior. That's right. Up only, baby. Let's go. In conclusion, despite a lot of devastating and unsavory moments in the 2022 crypto highlight reel, we have to at least try to believe that negativity has the opportunity to bring clarity and perspective into 2023. I, for one, hope that some fads finally do fade into obscurity, like 10K generative projects made by Fiverr artists, floor influencer pump and dumps, and people calling other people friend. F-R-E-N. Don't want to hear it anymore. We're really done with it. Anyways, um, to help wrap this shit up and send you off into the new year knowing what the fuck is good... Let's do a mini segment of NFA, or for my crypto newbies, Not Financial Advice. This episode of Not Financial Advice is the official Carson Daly created and curated and endorsed list of what's hot and what's not and what's in and what's out in 2023. Here we go. Fashion going digital in. Digital pretending it's fashion out. Instant energy efficient transactions, hot. Instant overpriced sellouts, not. Collectors letting collectors create is in. Creators letting collectors dictate is out. Hot 0% platform royalties. Not 0% creator royalties. Technical discourse, hot. Camping on Discord, not crypto regulation inroads hot undisclosed crypto endorsements you already know not out top 100 influential creators and community leaders list in top 100 notable people in blockchain list and last but certainly not least Twitter space hosts LARPing their way to 100,000 followers is out. Zach XBT making his way to 500,000 followers is fucking in. Thank you so much for joining me down this triggering and slightly unsettling recap of 2022. And thank you even more for still fucking being here in 2023. If crypto's going down, then call me the fucking string band on the Titanic because I'll be here until the cold and bitter end and I'm not too fucking proud to take you down with me. Peace. Thank you so much for joining. I'm Carson Daly. You can't go a week in crypto without Carson Daly. Tune in on Tuesday to my interview with photographer, videographer, and Super Rare Labs employee Nathan Beer. And meet me back here next week to see what the early days of 2023 bring in the news. Don't forget to rate this show, only if you liked it, of course. Follow, subscribe, and turn your notifications on because you can't go a week in crypto without me, Carson Daly. This is a Decentral Media podcast written by Carson Daly, produced by Matt Bogart, with music by Woody. 